on 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton and a lady who has been on my radar for a number of years that I've been wanting to have a chat to. And I'm really thrilled that we get to do that today by the wonders of Zoom. It's Eloise Wellings. How are you, Eloise? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to have a chat to you. You've been around uh, the world of athletics uh, for a, a little while and just keep uh, coming up with different ideas for how you can make sure you, you're still uh, in the in the world of athletics. I love this. <laughs> uh, let's take it back to the start. Then we're going to finish with a remarkable marathon that you've run recently as well. But where did the love of athletics start for you? Ah, oh, it started when I was just five years old, actually. My mum was a, was a good runner and my, my uncle was a good runner. So it was, it was in our family and I started a little athletics at five years old and then um, yeah, it just went from there. I just, I loved sport in general and gave, you know, all sports a go, but running, um, yeah, running just had this special feeling, you know, just was really passionate about it. Um, super competitive, um, always has been, have been, um, especially as a kid though. And yeah, just love the feeling of competition and, um, yeah. And uh, my Olympic dream started when I was, when I was just 10. So, um, yeah, it started from, from really, really young. Yeah. Um, your uh, Olympic dream really is a, a remarkable story because, um, you know, you've had so many, you know, sporting tragedies, we'll, we'll, we'll call it, you know, we want to be careful when we talk about tragedies of war or things around the world, but certainly from an individual career and a sporting aspect, um, a lot of different false starts. Could you, you take us through a little bit of what, what occurred for you as you, you did pursue that Olympic dream? Yeah, so as I said, my, my Olympic dream started when I was 10 and uh, it came from watching the, the Barcelona Olympics on television and yeah, I was just really, really um, keen to, to reach the pinnacle of, of my sport and, um, you know, I got about training really hard for the Olympics and I ended up qualifying, running the qualifying time for the 5,000 metres for the, for the Sydney Olympics in the year 2000. I was 16 years of age. Um, I was in year 11 at school. And it was a, it was a, a big deal at the time for me to, to run that time. And, um, but a couple of weeks later, I suffered my first stress fracture. Um, which, which kind of played the next 10 or so years of, of my career. And um, I would miss those Olympics um, through that injury. And then subsequently the next two Olympics that is, I was also measured for the uniform for um, Athens and, and Beijing. Uh, and then, yeah, I was able to finally line up at the 2012 Olympics. And then again, um, 2016 in, in Rio, which was amazing. And, yeah, still going. I missed out on Tokyo this year. Um, I had my son, um, oh, he's almost two um, now, but yeah, it was coming back from, from having him and wanted to give that a crack, but fell short of that. But definitely Paris is um, on the cards. Um, and, you know, but first up, there's, there's Commonwealth Games next year and the World Championships. So there's a lot on before the Olympics, but um, definitely still still a focus and still super passionate about representing Australia. Yeah. Now, you know, you, you covered all that off and, and I think everyone's sitting there going, oh boy, how, how did you <laughs> keep going? Because, you know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, qualifying for Olympics, especially, you know, one in Australia, hometown and, and sure, you know, maybe at 16, you just keep going as you, you plow forward. But um, to, to do that and then say, all right, ready for the next one. And then have more injuries and issues and things that occur uh, to just keep pushing through. How did you actually do that? I mean, the, the strength to say, look, 
I'm going to dedicate myself to be at the top of my sport. Um, and I, you know, all the sacrifices I imagine that comes with that, all the, you know, the eating correctly, the training correctly, the sacrifices for family and to keep going. Um, why didn't you just go, okay, maybe this is not the path. I, I just got to throw this in here and, and I'm not going to actually make the Olympics. Yeah, it's a really good question, actually. And so sometimes I'm not even sure, um, you know, what the answer, what the full answer is. But I know definitely um, my faith played a part. Um, when I was 16, actually, during my first injury, um, I came to faith. And, um, you know, I grew up in a Catholic family and we went to church every Sunday. But I had this really warped sense of who God was. And um, you know, I went to church and heard the gospel and heard about Jesus and heard about, you know, the unconditional love of God and, and, and had a real um, understanding of grace. And when I, um, when that happened for me as a 16 year old, I went from finding my worth and my value in running and, and my identity in running and the results of running and the outcome of, you know, running races to finding my true identity in, in God. And I think that that um, enabled me and empowered me to, um, and had like gave me the freedom to continue um, picking myself up after each setback without the threat of losing my identity. And, you know, it, it gave me the ability to fully express who I am through running um, and, um, which is what I love to do and through, you know, um, the passion that, you know, I have for running without, without that threat of, of losing my identity. And so I feel like that, that, that played a huge part and, um, yeah, just, just the desire to see how far I could go in the sport and knowing that at the end of the day, I still actually always love running. I know that, it, you know, it's disappointing and there's setbacks and, but I think logically we're doing a really high impact sport, right? So you've got to, you've got to expect injuries. Um, and it's the same with, it's the same in any sport, you know, soccer and football. And you see, you hear about elite athletes getting injured all the time. So it's not new. You know that you're not the only one. Um, and I think that that's helpful to know that you're not the only one that struggles with, with injuries. And, um, and a lot of the times I think I, I took heart in, in that, that, you know, there's, this is part of what I do. This is part of being an athlete and, um, and overcoming setbacks in a way is part of the game. You know, it's part of the game. It's not all about just lining up injury free to every, every week of training and every race. It's about, um, managing injuries and managing your body along the way and, um, yeah, for the last 25 years or so, that's, that's been part of the game for me. Yeah. You talk about this faith aspect of, you know, this is how you actually can get back up and, you know, there's a helpful in that. Do you think um, God had a, a, a moment as he said, look, I'm going to create Eloise and she's going to be a runner. Like, do you think it's actually part of who you were created to be or is it a passion that you just express if you sort of see the difference between the questions? Uh, yeah, I think probably a little bit of both. I think that we've got, like we are, you know, we, we're given innate gifts and um, to use and to, and, and I think um, it's up to us to, to try different things and be curious about, you know, um, you know, what could, um, what our potential could be in certain areas. 
And I think that there's, you know, there's, there's room for a growth mindset in that, that if you're not necessarily good at it at the beginning, you know, if you love it and you, it serves you and gives you energy, then I think that that's something that God would um, smile upon, you know, that God would be pleased with because you're enjoying it. And I know that God, you know, I know that that about God, that he likes to, you know, see us doing things that we love to do. And um yeah expressing ourselves in you know in our gifts where our gifts lie and i feel like that that's that's running for me yeah love that my guest is eloise welling she's joining me uh, talking about her life her career uh, not only representing australia at the olympics back in 2012 as we said but you know aiming for that paris one we're going to talk more about that and the new frontiers that she's discovering in running we want to hear what it's like uh, now with a family what what's the difference as you travel the world as you do these things when you know you've got a family as well how does Eloise cope with that and also want to talk about a remarkable foundation that she's a part of that's on the way next here on 89.9 the line On 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton and uh, somebody who, as we've been hearing, uh, just passionate about running uh, and has been living that out for many, many years, uh, you know, effectively making the team for three or four Olympics, only able to actually get to the one in London in 2012 for your running. Eloise Wellings is joining us. Eloise, maybe for those who don't know, I should have probably said this, uh, the, the competitions, that the running races you actually qualified for, what was the distance that you were involved in? Uh, the 5,000 meter and 10,000 meters are the, yeah, the races that I've competed at the, at the Rio and the London Olympics. Yeah. That's right. Exactly right. And sorry, yes, I said only London, but of course in, in Rio as well. Um, Eloise, you've then said, look, you know, in these last little while, let's um, move on and actually uh, look at some other races as well. And you thought, look, the 10,000 is not long enough. Let's have a crack at the marathon. <laughs> Ta- take us through the, the thought process to say, let's look at the marathon. Yeah, it's been coming for a little while. I mean, I've, I've definitely dabbled in the half marathon over the recent years. And, um, but for Tokyo, I, I, I almost had to try out for the, for the 5,000 meters because of COVID, there's limited opportunities to run either a 10,000 meters or a, or a marathon. Um, and, yeah, so the 5,000 meters it was. And unfortunately, I didn't, didn't end up making the, the qualifying time. Um, for Tokyo but yeah I knew that you know the marathon was the next step up and um, it was just a matter of when and you know how yeah how long and where where that first one would be and thankfully I was able to get a start um, in the elite field at, at London and yeah it was just an incredible incredible experience I mean coming from from lockdown in Sydney to um, yeah having you know a crowd basically from start to finish um, for 42.2 kilometers. And um, yeah, it was amazing to run in front of an audience again. And um, yeah, I had, I had a really, really great experience. And I think that that was probably one of my biggest worries is that I wouldn't enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I really did. I'm sure there's going to be marathons that I may not enjoy as much and that are going to be a lot more painful and um yeah, there'll be challenges along the way, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this this next season of my career and hopefully extend um, extend my career a little longer than I would have if I had stuck at the shorter distances. Yeah. Now, you know, 
Alois is being a little bit humble as well, because not only did you run in this marathon, you came 14th, I think it was, you ran the fastest debut marathon of any Australian female athlete of all time. Uh, you know, pretty, pretty good return for, for a first up run as you went through. Um, in terms of the, that longer aim into Paris, are you looking to say, do the marathon and the 10 and the five? Is it a mix of them? Is it just one of them? What, what's the, the, the heart desire for you? Uh, yeah, I think it'd be pretty tough with the depth of the female um, Australian distance running at the moment, It's um, which is wonderful um, right now. I think it'd be pretty tough to do, um, you know, the three events. Um, yeah, I'd have to definitely focus. I think the focus will definitely be on the marathon um, for, for Paris and, and certainly for, for next year's Commonwealth Games and or World Championships. Um, and yeah, just go from there. I, I will still run the shorter events, um, but more just for sharpening up for, for the main event, the marathon. Yeah, I, I do love that for the rest of us, you know, you're referring to five and 10K <laughs> races as the shorter events and the rest of us. Yeah. Wow, that's, uh, I, I do like that. Uh, let, let's talk briefly to Eloise, you know, when you started running and, you know, you are 16 year old qualifying for, for your first Olympics. Um, you know, you obviously didn't have kids. The family was a, a distant thought in that regards. But here you are, a couple of kids, and 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 you're needing to to be as committed and as focused in your new challenges. How do you how do you balance all that out? What's the the uh, you know the way that you do that? Yeah, I think um, it's just about having priorities. And I mean, some days are super messy. <laughs> like we don't get it right every day. Um, and just trying to be as organized as I can. Um, and my husband and I are a really great team and we, we get it, we get it right most times, but like I said, like the, the things come up and I think just knowing what we value as a family, we value spending, you know, lots of time together and we're really simple people <laughs> like time together might be like heading down to the beach or, you know, like it's not, um, it doesn't have to be super complicated and we're, we're just, um, yeah, like I think just doing our best with what we've got. And, um, yeah, I think, I think just making sure that our priorities are, are set and I think taking our kids along the journey and the running journey as well has been really important for us and for me so that they can, you know, I can model to them what it is to, try and what it is to um you know potentially fall short and um try again and you know what it is to hopefully win and lose and how to deal with that and you know I don't know if they want it, they want to be athletes in the future but I think if everybody um you know would need to learn um those life lessons that you learn through sport as an athlete and um, yeah, I'm grateful that my my kids can can look up to me in that way. Yeah, and and I think you know you said try, and I think that's actually the name of your book, right? One more try. Is that what's what's coming? You've been yeah, that during you know when you've been editing it. All sorts yeah. of lockdown things and quarantine and stuff. Uh, what a great name, firstly for for a book about that that's your story, uh, Eloise. What, what are you hoping for people as they do eventually get to read this book, um, as they they do hear and understand more of your life story? Uh, I just hope that people, it's really a book for people that any, anyone that's ever, you know, considered giving up or, um, you know, that's, that feels discouraged or, you know, that just wants a, 
heavy hit of inspiration that, you know, that it can happen if you continue to persevere and things can, um, you know, opportunities can open up for you if you continue to be curious about where your passions are and you continue to, you know, take the next step in following after your, your potential and your, your purpose. Yeah. I love that. It's great. Um, let's also talk about the Love Mercy Foundation. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how this started and the, the work that it's doing? Yeah, the Love Mercy Foundation came about uh, when um, Julius, my friend from Uganda, I met, I met him um, when I was training over in the US and he has a remarkable and incredible story of his own, and it, which is actually a book um, called The Boy Who Runs. Um, and if you haven't read Julius's book, you should definitely go and get that. Um, and, but it, it's Julius and I became great friends and he shared his story, um, with me of, you know, being born, um, in Northern Uganda and being kidnapped and forced to be a child soldier at age 11 and, um, through the civil, lived through the civil war in, in Northern Uganda. And, um, he had this real vision to go back to um, Uganda and start community development projects. And Julius became a great runner um, through this whole process. Uh, he went to two Olympics um, in Athens, 1996, oh, sorry, Atlanta, 1996 and Sydney, 2000 Olympics for the 1500 meter event. But he always had on his heart to go back to Uganda um, and and begin community development projects to help people get back on their feet. And he asked us to come alongside him. And um, really, that's that's what we've been doing for the last eleven years through the Love Mercy Foundation. Um, we've got an incredible locally led team um, through Love Mercy over in Uganda that basically do all of the the doing of the projects and. Um, you know, from our agriculturalists to our engineer, water engineers, um, through drilling the wells um, for clean water, and then um, through to our medical team, um, our staff of about 25 at the Christina Health Clinic. Um, and yeah, really what we do in, in Australia is, is fundraise for the projects and stand alongside um, our team in, in Uganda who are, who are getting the work done. It's great. If you want to uh, be a part of that, check that out more or maybe give some a donation to lovemercyfoundation.org. Lovemercyfoundation.org. Love that, uh, Eloise. It's just brilliant. Um, before we let you go, just if any of um, Eloise's stories just impacted you today and you thought, well, I, I want to find out a bit more about that or she shared a bit about how God's helped her through that. Maybe there's someone I need to talk to about that and you don't have anyone you can chat to, give our care line a call. They're there for you just to have a chat. Uh, talk through what life is for you at the moment to 9583-2273, 9583-CARE, if you use the letter pad on your phone. Eloise, it's been wonderful uh, having a chat to you uh, and, and just hearing your story. I think the inspiration from your story, whether it be uh, keeping trying, uh, whether it be about uh, looking beyond ourselves and, and helping others is, is going to impact all of us. Thank you so much for taking some time and sharing with us today. Uh, thanks for having me, Clayton. It's been great. Eloise Wellings, my guest here on 89.9 The Light.